All right, let's try it again. We, we just take multiple takes to get into this show sometimes. Uh, it is party time, and I don't know what day it is. It's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, hump day. Wow. Um, favorite person, Kayla, and of course, Let's Love Brandon, are at the helm driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity. Chris Cruz is still conspicuously absent, and I'm okay with it. Uh, I'm kidding. I love that dude. I wish... I miss like let's get let's get the elephant in the room. I don't know if the elephant's still in the room. It's been dead in the corner for a long time. People always send me messages say we miss party foul Steve, we miss Natalie, we miss Lisa, la 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 la. They have lives. They went on with them. They had things to do. But I do miss that dynamic, and I know you do too. I miss the dynamic of kind of having people to bounce things off of and talk with, and and just kind of you know. Now party foul Steve, y'all got to remember most of the time when he was sitting over there at the bar when we had it, when he was sitting at the pub. He was on his phone the entire time until the camera came to him, and then he would say something that we'd already talked about 10 minutes before, and he just didn't want to join the conversation. So if y'all want to send him a message and tell him how much uh, we miss him and how we miss his uh, just useless diatribes, really. <laughs> no, he uh, he moved to Florida, and uh, they moved into a Puerto Rican neighborhood, so it's come full circle since Chris is Puerto Rican. It's all Puerto Rican these days. It's weird. But I do miss that. And so, Brandon, what I want to do is I'm going to push on the executives a little bit and say let's get that after dark kind of feel back in this show. And uh, speaking of shows with groups of people that have fun, Stu's Power Hour is Friday. So, as you know, for Stu Does America, when he does his power hour, we have to drink a shot of beer every 60 seconds for an hour, and it turns into a random shit show. But uh, Stu keeps picking people who don't drink, so I'm on it, and Andrew Heaton is on it. I miss that dude, too. Uh, another another Blaze casualty who went somewhere else. Uh, the one liberal among us. But Heaton's going to be there. He and I can drink everybody under the table. Stu's going to drink. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez is going to be on the show. She drinks a little. She kind of sips the wine. But we're going to have Lisa Page, who doesn't really drink. She might sip a little wine. And Alex Stein, who quit drinking a couple of years ago. So what's the point at this deal? I mean, when more than half the table is not even drinking, Brandon. Was our microphone working over there? So he's right, saying we're back. Yeah, now say back. start over again. Uh, yeah, Alex does act like an alcoholic regularly, so that's that's already covered. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's kind of mismatched there. I think they need to bring in some ringers. They really do. I mean, some people like I like the, the like the first time when I puked backstage, <laughs> and then they brought out the bucket, and I forced myself to puke. Now, to be fair, the last power hour, I didn't puke. I just wasn't in the mood for it. Plus, we had a studio audience, and I didn't want to go there in front of God and country. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I, my, butt, my belly can't handle that much beer in 60 seconds. Just can't. I'm not a beer drinker anyway. But uh, the other thing that got me in trouble at the first one is we had um, uh, half-Asian lawyer Bill Richmond, and uh, he he and I were topping our beers off with whiskey. So that that led That'll to do the, it. That'll definitely do it. That led to the puking episode, <laughs> which was a lot of fun. Um, I read an article, and I want to share some content with you here from a guy by the name of Daniel Greenfield, a uh, Shillman journalism fellow at the Freedom Center, 
And uh, I was really impressed with, with some of the things that he writes. Daniel Greenfield, as I said, is his name. He's an investigative journalist. He's a writer that focuses on the radical left and Islamic terrorists. Folks, the military is facing, I don't know if you know this or not, but they're facing the worst recruiting environment since the end of the Vietnam War. Now, you remember at the end of the Vietnam War, as soldiers came home, they were being spit on in the airport. They were being called baby killers. And it was not a it was not a fantastical time to be associated with the army or with the military in America. Uh, and it, it kind of, it, the, the media had kind of put a bad name on the military. And of course, peace, love and war, free love hippies and the whole culture that was going on in America wasn't good. So recruiting went down. But I want you to know, Army right now, the Army, is at only 40% of its recruiting numbers for the fiscal year, even though they raised the maximum enlistment bonus from $40,000 to $50,000 a year. See, the Army now offers new recruits up to $10,000 for showing up to basic training in 30 days. Now, no longer even asking them for a high school diploma, in fact, uh, Major General, uh, Army Major General Kevin Vereen said we've never offered $50,000 to join the Army. He's the head of U.S. Army Recruiting Command. Uh, while the Army runs, they're out there running anime lesbian wedding ads, what it's doing is pushing away the recruits it needs, these young patriotic men from traditional backgrounds. And let me tell you what, the, what, what Greenfield means by that. And he's true, he's right, the, the, uh, the, the demographic they're pulling from are Boys from the South and usually rural America. So the rednecks ain't joining the army right now is what he's trying to say. Now, when the Biden administration's brass decided to mandate the vaccinations, they automatically rejected 60% of the potential recruits who aren't vaccinated. Uh, in Obama's second term, uh, male army ROTC cadets were being forced to march in women's heels, in high heels, folks. Now, under Biden, that escalated to mandatory transgender uh, pronoun training while figuring out living arrangements for men who suddenly decided that they wanted to be, you know, women. The Army stopped worrying about winning wars, folks. It's instead working to establish the, quote, Army as a global leader in DEI. That's right, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Now, Barack Obama's Army Secretary, Eric Fanning, uh, had already ordered mandatory implicit bias training for soldiers and employees in senior leadership and management positions. So the Army is now preparing for the prospect of accommodating men in women's housing and deploying HIV-positive men. Let that sink in for a second. Now, while the Army brass complains that it can't find recruits, even with gay wedding ads, transgender housing, and HIV-positive deployment, it's been kicking out unvaccinated soldiers. So in February... It reported that commanders had relieved a total of six regular army leaders, including two battalion commanders, and issued 3,073 general officer written reprimands, reprimands to soldiers for refusing the vaccination of order. As of June, 60,000 Army Reserve and National Guard soldiers are unvaccinated. That's 12% of the Army Guard and 10% of the Army Reserve. So Army readiness depends on soldiers who are prepared to train, deploy, fight, and win our nation's war. That was said by Army Secretary Christine Warmoth. Uh, and unvaccinated soldiers present risk to the force and jeopardize readiness. Now get this, HIV-positive soldiers, they don't present that risk or jeopardize readiness, but unvaccinated soldiers do. You get this? You're letting that sink in? 
So instead of spending $684 million on recruitment and a $4 billion 10-year contract with Omnicom, one of whose subsidiaries worked on the Biden campaign, the Army could try to stop actively alienating and firing the young men actually willing to fight and die on the battlefield. And maybe then the Army might be able to stop lowering standards and issuing moral waivers for criminal records or forcibly extending the assignments of recruiters and making them work on federal holidays in the hopes of recruiting 60,000 active-duty soldiers. There was a Quinnipiac poll uh, earlier this year, I think you probably have seen it, that said that only 40% of Democrats would stay and fight if America were invaded. That's only 40% of Democrats. 52% said they would run away. 68% of Republicans said that they would stay and fight if America was invaded. 70% of men would stay and fight, in contrast to, understandably, 40% of women and 61 and 51% of Hispanic and white people would stay and fight, all right? In contrast to only 38% of black people. Now, that ought to make you think about some things, huh? Now, polls like these provide obvious common-sense guidelines as to who they need to be recruiting So instead of the woke army, like the rest of the woke military keeps trying to recruit the wokes who don't want to fight for their country and don't even think their country is worth fighting for, and while the army is is the most troubled of the military branches, the Air Force is 4,000 personnel underwater. Major General Ed Thomas said, we have warning lights flashing. Our qualified and waiting list is about half of what it's been historically. So it's a good thing the Air Force, like other branches, is screening recruits for extremism and the unvaccinated and focused above all else on increasing its diversity quotas. The Air Force is less interested in recruiting the South and bemoans the fact that 86% of Air Force aviators are white men. That's their problem is they're white men. Do you have that tweet? Do you happen to have it, Brandon, anywhere close to you? Pull that thing up. That's That's an actual ad right there of the woke LGBT pride agenda, celebrate pride. That is a tweet that you're seeing on your screen from the Air Force right there. That's their focus. I saw a a, a picture recently um, of a, a group of Air Force, very diverse. There were blacks, there were whites, there were Hispanics, there were women, there were males, there were whatever there might have been. And they're running with a flag in the air. They're running not with an American flag, but with a pride flag behind them. Because that's, that's what our military right now needs to be, you know, rallying around is the pride flag. Forget the fact that China and Russia are looking for ways to blow your ass off the planet and are training men to come in here and kill you and totally annihilate America. We're running with the pride flag so everybody knows that our DEI scores are well in hand. See, folks, uh... <laughs> They don't want white men. They say, we got too many white men. (laughs) Those are the people, you know, we don't want any more rednecks. We don't want any more Southern folks. We don't want any people that know how to actually shoot guns or fly things or operate, you know, weapons. (laughs) Let me give you a quote. As airmen in the U.S. Air Force, it's our duty to acknowledge our biases, whether we realize they exist or not. That's right. Airmen who are accused of being racist because they're white, that's what they're being told. No wonder they're warning lights flashing in recruitment for the Air Force. Navy recruiters, you know what they're doing right now? You know how they're recruiting people? They're focused on the popularity of the stupid-ass Top Gun movie. 
that's how they're bringing in new recruits. But you know, you got a Tom Tom Cruise movie that, believe it or not, has very little relationship or basis in reality of a woke Navy or a woke Air Force, whoever's flying the planes, whose racialist brass are obsessed with critical race theory, and whose planes don't even actually fly. You watch that movie? The pilots fly FA-18s. No one screams at them about their pronouns and their unconscious racial biases or their vaccination status. In real life, FA-18 EFs have a 51% mission-capable rate, and the Navy's woke leadership is focused on fighting systemic racism. They've only got a 51% mission-capable rate? But let's focus on who's white and who's not. Now, the Navy's offering a $25,000 quick ship bonus to recruits. The Navy, this is a quote, the Navy is the only U.S. military branch currently offering this high of an enlistment bonus for any new enlistee. That's what it brags. And suggests that the enlistment bonus could be as high as $50,000. But the Navy like the Army and other services, can't buy its way out of a morale crisis. The United States military is never going to win a bidding war against corporations. Amazon warehouse team members make more than starting recruits, and they're generally less likely to die. Now, the only real military recruiting edge is a patriotic commitment to defending your country. Military recruiters blame a national manpower shortage, and their advertising strategy follows the familiar one of corporations going woke, appealing to the perceived wokeness and narcissism of Gen Z. Major corporations are being roiled by the radical activists they have recruited. Uh, This way, who who you're demanding that corporate leaders adopt not only their values but their agenda, or else you're going to lose your job. The brass trying to dress up the military in woke colors to make it appear that it shares their values or writing a big blank check that no one, not even General Milley, wants to cash. The Obama and Biden administrations appointed brass who gutted the services, replaced patriotic and nationalistic values with woke virtue signaling and radical politics. Now they're discovering that when jobs are going begging, no one wants to join a woke military. Patriots don't. And woke won't either. I don't want to be a part of it. You don't either. The wokes willing to die for a cause are a lot more likely to join riots than the military. Those who see the military as serving their cause are like actual white supremacists, actually the kinds of dangerous extremists who are just going to join up in order to gain experience for domestic terrorism. There's a solution to the recruiting crisis. It doesn't involve spending hundreds of millions on ad campaigns or anime lesbian weddings. The place to start is with the reasons for serving. In the aftermath of the disgraceful Afghanistan retreat and of a war on terror that has been effaced by political correctness, military service appears more senseless to many than it did after Vietnam and in a nation riven with division. The military has come to reflect those divisions with its brass firmly putting their thumbs on the partisan scale and adopting the leftist progressive ideas and woke cultural values that are hostile to the majority of the men under their command. The military, like so many institutions, went woke, Now it's finding out that woke leads to broke and rebuilding morale begins with a renewed commitment to the national values and patriotism, to serious war fighting and meritocratic striving, and to a culture built on teams, not racial divisions. Folks, we're in a lot of trouble here. And by the way, they're using your taxpayer dollars to fund this bullshit. Our military can be rebuilt, but it's going to take a cleaning out of the brass who are put in charge to dismantle it and transform it into another failed leftist operation. And while the woke brass stay, the recruits stay away. Folks, we are heading into a summer of sorrows, and you need to be prepared. 
Uh, a lot of huge problems are converging at once. Inflation, gas prices, food shortages, conflict abroad. It's like a perfect storm. That's why you don't want to be a victim. I urge you to go to preparewithchad.com. Get a special deal where you can save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit from my friends at My Patriot Supply. The food kit contains a wide variety of delicious meals, enough to last three solid months per person. Plus, these meals provide more than 2,000 calories a day to keep up your strength and energy. The kit from My Patriot Supply is something every American family needs and will wish they had ordered go to preparewithchad.com claim your 150 dollars savings per kit your order ships fast free it's going to arrive unmarked and discreet go to preparewithchad.com today that's preparewithchad.com we'll be right back All right, my blood pressure's back down again. They want to kill you. China and Russia, they want to kill you. But, you, you know, we're at a point now where I think our own governments want to kill us. <laughs> Look, you guys, and, and there's a lot of you out there that could speak to this issue a whole lot better than I can. You, you've been career military. You've come out of it. I mean, we, we have veterans that are suffering severely with PTSD. Uh, post-traumatic syndrome they're, they're dealing with suicides they're dealing with depression they're dealing with all of these various things physical ailments and stuff like that and you know correct me if i'm wrong but i'm just thinking that this is these are the kind of things yeah war is hell i i understand that i get where you're coming from on that but people that are career military people that have been through all these different things uh over the years with their time in the military and i talk to a lot of veterans they come out of this and they're like yeah, you know, I, I loved it. I loved being with, with the men and women that I was, you know, that were with me there. I felt a part of a community, but they all have their complaints. And it ultimately boils down to this. I'm going to give you this summary. You correct me if I'm wrong. This is what happens when the government runs shit, okay? It's not good. It's not good. And it's only getting worse because, again, it's a trickle down from the top. But when you start getting into woke ideologies, you know, who are you going to recruit? Who, who, are you, who are you going to be pulling from? You know, the... The the woke mob, the purple haired, the you know, the flag wavers, the rioters, the people who set up the Chaz zone or the chop zone or whatever in Seattle. The people that are burning down buildings in Portland, the people that they're having to shoot with rubber bullets and do stun stun grenades. I mean, uh, anyway, but but here's the thing, man. The uh, <laughs> God, I read these headlines. <coughs> Sex shop owner in Washington State who serves on school board wants to host classes on pleasure for kids as young as nine. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. Just pull your kids out of public, okay? I mean, just get them away from all of it. Um, that's right, from the school board. Host classes on pleasure for kids as young as nine. I may come back to that story, actually. Pisses me off. So much of this stuff. Can we play a couple of Biden clips? I think we need to see it. Play that very first one on the list, Kent, if you got it pulled up, please. For Ukraine and sustain that NATO's door remains open by inviting Finland and Sweden to join our alliance. Inviting Finland and Sweden to join our alliance. Inviting <laughs> Finland and Sweden to join our alliance. He, he is a befuddled old man. I mean, that, that's it right there. You know, I, over the 4th of July weekend, there were several people who posted memes that talked about how young our founding fathers were. I mean, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin was 70. He was, he was the grand patriarch of all of them. But you're talking about men who were in the ripe old age of 30, some of them, but all the way down to, you know, 
the the, the Aaron Burrs and James Monroe. I mean, these guys were 18, 20, 21, 22 years old. And now Nancy Pelosi, did y'all see that picture of her on the beach in Italy? Yes. Sweet God, MyPillow.com. I think her polling numbers went up from that picture, actually. Bruh. Look, <laughs> people don't believe me. I've been doing this comedy bit for a couple years now about Nancy Pelosi's titties, and people are like, you shouldn't be talking about. Look, she's 900 years old. Look at the <laughs> fresh knockers on this chick. I mean, that makes me hungry. You want to talk about reverting back to infantile behavior? Mom, 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 mom. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi been hiding them grandma gift jugs underneath that underneath that speaker to house coat. Wow! Look at mama. <laughs> yeah. If you do go to mypillow.com, use promo code Prather and save up to sixty six percent. Put them back up there, Brandon. Sweet mercy, mother of mayhem. Can you imagine putting aftermarket bolt-on boobs on an 80-year-old woman? I made a post about it. I posted a meme, and people were like, you sure, you're body shaming. Okay, look, stop with this body shaming. Just because you got a fupa, too, I'm not insulting you. I'm talking about this piece of garbage right here who is trying to single-handedly drive this country into the ground. Yeah, I'm going to make fun of her. I mean, she's out cavorting on an Italian beach with uh, her DUI husband, who's got obviously not even a slap on the wrist. And they're out there with their $120 million, and she's got $30,000 worth of boobage on the front of her <laughs> chest right there. Nom, nom. Come on. I mean, y'all don't get pissed off. Y'all don't get pissed off when I say that there's a person on the school board in Washington State that wants to have self-pleasure sex classes for nine-year-olds. But if I make fun of an 82-year-old woman, that gets your goat. That's what pisses you off, you bunch of freaked-out hypocrites. Get your priorities straight. Y'all like, ah, liberals are going to, you know, they're going to groom kids and da, la, 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 But you make fun of Nancy Pelosi, God forbid. Oh, we're body shaming. Yeah, whatever. You call it what you want to call it. I'm just calling it the way I see it. Is it really shaming if you're appreciating them? Look, I'm appreciating everything above the navel. <laughs> everything below that. I mean, look, I, it, you know, there's a lot going on in that picture. There's a lot happening in that picture. Uh, but don't worry about it. Let's make fun of some other people. Lori Lightfoot, another lady we love to hate. You know, she went up there screaming about how uh, F. Clarence Thomas the other day at a, at a pride rally or whatever. She had this to say about uh, toxic disclosure. Play the clip. The toxicity in our public discourse is a thing that I think we should all be concerned about. Right? And it's ironic, obviously, that we're having this conversation and what happened on Independence Day. You know, we're not like a lot of other countries where uh, independence, their version of Independence Day is marked with, you know, tr uh, troops and tanks. And no, what we do in the United States is we come together as a community. But if you read Clarence Thomas' concurrence, he said, thank you, Clarence Thomas. Okay. Now, can I break this down for you guys? I want to talk to, you know, Caleb, Brandon. I want to talk to the audience here. If I say fuck you, that has an implication. I don't literally mean I want to have sex with you or I don't want to make love to you. 
Uh, I'm not trying to go to bed with you. I'm telling you to go to hell. I'm telling you to get out of my life. I'm, I'm telling you to die off. I, I'm telling you that I, my life would be better if you weren't in it. That, that's in essence what I'm saying. I mean, if you break that down. So by her saying F Clarence Thomas, what is she saying? I mean, she's, that's, that's in some ways a passive threat of saying, I want Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas off the scene of human history right now. Screw him. Get rid of him. But yet, in the other clip, just this yesterday, she, or the day before, she talked about this, you know, toxicity in public discourse and how it's bringing us back. Now, which is it, Lori? Which is it? These are the kind of things, this is the kind of hypocrisy, folks, that it just doesn't make any sense to me. Pick a lane, stay with it. But these people, again, they're politicians. They're going to say whatever they want to say. They're going to say whatever they feel needs to be said in that moment based on the crowd they're talking to. So she's in a crowd that she felt safe enough to say, F. Clarence Thomas, and the place goes nuts. Now it's time to put on her, her, her big girl pantsuit and go back being mayor again. And uh, now that the buzz is worn off, she's going to try to speak and have a dialogue about how these things that are happening, like in places in Highland Park, Illinois, shouldn't happen. And it's all because of this public discourse. It's people like me and it's people like you who go online and talk about loving America. You saw the show last night where the lady on the TikTok said that she got a knot in her stomach because she saw a Jeep drive by that had American flags flying on it. And that made her feel threatened. Is that toxic discourse? Is that what that is? Is patriotism? You know, you, you, look, I, I, put out, I put out a shirt that says, come and take it with an AR-15 on it or something like that. Well, you know, we, our unapologetic gear that we post, is that toxic? Because again, let me remind you, you, you guys want to punish legal gun, gun owners who have no intention of shooting anybody. This issue is not ultimately about the guns that are in existence or even the guns that are available. The issue is about hate. And somewhere in there, hate has been stirred up. So yeah, Lori, I hear you. I hear you saying that public discourse needs to have less toxicity in it. But when you get on a stage, on a microphone in front of thousands of people and start talking about F a Supreme Court justice, I'm sorry that your words now ring a little bit hollow. So maybe turn that high tone perception a little bit inward and realize that you are the toxic one. You are the one who's bringing this issue to light. Hold yourself to a higher standard. What do I know? I'm just a talk show host on Blaze TV, the most toxic network out there. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. But here we are, folks. Here we are. Uh, at least I'm not. Can you play real quick? Can you play the Nicole Kidman clip? Do we have a quick second to do that? Yeah. yeah to reveal my hidden talent, eating micro livestock. Here we go. Worms. They're still alive. Oh! Mm. Extraordinary. Mmm. Two billion people in the world eat bugs, and I'm one of them. Because here we go. Have some mealworms. Mealworms. I'm telling you, I'd win Survivor. All right. That is a um, fruity taste. Oh. Okay, that's enough. Oh. That's <laughs> enough. She's really telling you the taste of the bugs. That's a fruity taste. She would have been great on Fear Factor. <laughs> this is what we're dealing with right here, folks. Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban, bro, you married down. Don't trust these Australian celebrities, especially, man. They're out there telling you how good it is to eat these bugs. 
Oh, my God. I want to watch Lori Lightfoot again. <laughs> Woo. Did you read where there was an Arizona real estate agent uh, who found the home that she lived in listed for sale? The problem was she wasn't selling the home. She was the victim of home title fraud, a devastating crime happening all over the country. According to the experts at home title lock, the crime's incredibly profitable and it's hard to detect. An identity thief simply creates a fake title transfer for your home and refiles as the new owner, then takes out loans in your home or even sells it out from under you. Typical identity theft services don't cover you. Neither does homeowner's insurance, but Home Title Lock does. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title, and the instant they detect anyone tampering with your home's title, they help shut it down and help get your home back in your name. Here's what you need to do. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, read the testimonies that are on there. Then register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't even know it. And when you protect your home, tell them, I sent you. That's right. Put my name in there. C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad. You're going to get 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Oh, folks, I got some questions I want to ask you. Um... I want to uh, I want to ask you today, just real simply, what do you do when the big, bad, mean old government done come along and took your abortions away? <laughs> I mean, that's the question we're asking right now. What are you going to do without all these abortions? Uh, now, not that that's what happened when Roe v. Wade was overturned. That's not what happened at all. The abortions didn't go away. They're still here. You can still get one. But I want to take a moment uh, once again to just ask you to put put your dumb hats on and live among the other side for just a short while. You know them crazy re-rees out there? Uh, I want you to do this in order to better understand them. And maybe, and I stress maybe, learn how to live with them, okay? Because I really just want to bring us all together. So so what what in the wake of the most significant Supreme Court decision of our lifetimes does the leftist male do? Well, I think I mentioned it yesterday, but I want to remind you, they go and get vasectomies. That's what they do. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and especially gentlemen, all across this great country of ours today, there are men, or I should say reasonable facsimiles of men, clutching their balls and moaning upon their beds of pain. And why? Not for the usual post-Independence Day reasons like taking a Roman candle to the nads. No, these fine young bucks have decided that since their fillies can no longer turn their progeny into chop suey, it's time to get the old snip-snip. And believe it or not, this isn't just in red states. Uh, no, apparently nobody's told the, you know, the LaCroix sparkling water tried to be a dude fellas in Los Angeles that murdering babies will still be perfectly legal in their state for the foreseeable future because vasectomies... They're up there, too. That's right. People in California, where it's perfectly legal, legal to murder your baby, bam, on a whim. You can still do it. They're getting more and more vasectomies. Now, my knee-jerk reaction to this, and I, I'm sure yours as well, is this. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you're doing it. If you're the type of guy that's so worried about having to take responsibility for a decision you've made that you're willing to go under the knife to keep it from happening, then you're probably the type that we need to slowly weed out of our society. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean, I kind of do, but give me, give me points for at least thinking about trying to be nice to these pansies. 
I almost said it. The truth of the matter is, at first glance, this seems like a really good idea. And maybe even it is. I don't know. As much as I wish that everyone in the country could be persuaded toward thinking of these things the way that you and I think of them, you know, by means of a good argument, we know that far too many of them won't be. Too many people have been convinced for too long that abortion is a right to be cherished and protected. To them, it's birth control. It's a matter of convenience. Hell, if the left were half as passionate about protecting our actual rights as they are about protecting this fake one that never should have been presented that way, well, hell, we might already be getting along okay with just some differences of opinion. Listen, in all seriousness, the great rolling tide of change is within earshot of our shores, my friends. What we're doing today is going to echo down through time, affecting our children and grandchildren for generations to come. With the overturn of Roe, it's time for red states to not only get rid of almost all abortion, but to begin working on legislative measures to course correct for 50 years of bad decision making. Let me give you an example. The left often says that if men had to start paying child support as soon as a woman found out she was pregnant, there'd be a lot fewer men against abortion. Well, I'm going to shock you. I happen to think that's a great friggin' idea that they had. Let's put it in place. This and a lot of other legislative measures is what's coming down the pike. It has to because we let this thing get too far away from us for too long. Listen, we've won the right to life. Now it's time to take care of the responsibility to life. And hey, if your version of that is getting a vasectomy, well, hell, knock yourself out. Go get cut. No, literally, you're probably going to want to knock yourself out because it hurts like a bitch. Trust me. I've been there. I've done it. When I went and got my vasectomy, dude, I didn't know what to expect. It's the most humiliating thing that a man, and I, I know I'm preaching to the choir because you girls, y'all go to the OBGYN, you got your feet up in the stirrups and the whole thing, and they got to stick that cold metal thing inside of you. I know it's just rough. But... <laughs> For a man, you know, to get stripped down to nothing but his T-shirt and let his family jewels hang out and put his feet up in the stirrups, uh, and then the doctor's going to come in there. Well, first of all, they got to – they got to – the girls, the girls, usually the nurses in there, they got to shave you up a little bit, and then they got to try to tape, tape your uh, uh, other unnecessary unmentionables. They got to tape them out of the way so the doctor can come in there and work, and then he's going to come in there and stick a needle in you. And when that happened to me, Brandon – uh-huh. When the doctor came in there and pulled my junk up and he stuck a needle in me, he goes, are, are you like, were you CIA or special forces or something? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, you didn't even flinch. And I'm like, doc, flattery's going to get you nowhere right now. <laughs> it's not the time, doc. You have my balls <laughs> in your hands, bro. Like, yeah. I, I'm good. With, I, I made the decision. I paid the copay. I'm here for this. I like the idea that CIA training would have helped for that, though. <laughs> I mean, who knows? I don't know what the CIA even does anymore. But if they help you get take a take a shot to the balls, maybe we all need a little of that training. Anyway, uh, it looked it looked like a murder scene had happened when he was all said and done. But I told him, I said, I don't want to have any more babies. I've already had four. I want to be clamped. I want to be stapled. I want to be barbed wired. I want landmines. I don't want any shit getting through there. I want the ones who got out. They're the winners. The rest of them, y'all got to stay there. No more. Nothing else is passing through. I want. I want like. I, I want sperm to have to do like an eye detection scanner before they go into a top secret place before they come out of me ever again. Never again. Uh, and I think that's been 12 years now. I, I hope I'm still shooting blanks. Hadn't been shooting shit lately, but I'll tell you this. <laughs> I like to know that what's in me is dead. It's, it's comforting, right? Although I do find it weird doctors are getting a, a rush of patients under 30 
asking for vasectomies and they're not wondering if something's up. Because that seems like it should, you know, cause a red flag or two. It should, but I don't know that logic even plays into anything at this point. I mean, you know, wrap it with a rubber, guys. And and I don't mean to be overly (laughs) facetious here and and just crass, but as I sort of do to make the point, like if you like, I have never accidentally impregnated anyone. I, I know it happens, but it's also because of irresponsibility. It happens, you know. You got caught up in the heat of passion. They say that men's IQ drops thirty-five percent when they get horny and sexually aroused. I have no beef. I think that's probably accurate because I've done some real dumb stuff. My father. God rest his soul, used to say a hard dick has no conscience. And I think that may be the best wisdom I've ever heard come out of a grown man right there. And he's absolutely right. He never even did any scientific studies or took any statistics. But I believe the man was on to something right there. So I'm just saying, a little responsibility goes a long way. And also, if you do have a oopsie in the backseat of a Chevy, yeah, I agree. It's time, fellas, for you to step up and take responsibility. I've told you before, I'm telling you again, court packing is the real danger to our democracy. It's going to get bad if they do it, folks. Make no mistake, court packing, it's a coup. It's a coup. It's a takeover of the government. And the usual suspects, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, they're working overtime on new radical plans to pack the Supreme Court. If you don't stop them from installing four more justices so that they can rig the system in the favor uh, of of their agenda, look, it's going to be catastrophic for our court, for our country, our way of life. We cannot let it happen. I want you to get on board and join us on this mission. We're gathering a coalition of one million patriots to say no to court packing, no to the liberal agenda, no to the Supreme Court coup. There's folks like Franklin Graham, Ed Meese, James Dobson, the Family Policy Alliance, the Heritage Foundation. We've already got 400,000 people on board, and they're just like you. We want you to join us. Sign your name now. Go to supremecoup.com. That's coup is spelled C-O-U-P, supremecoup.com. And sign First Liberty's letter. That's SupremeCoup.com. We'll be right back. Speaking of nut sacks, I just brought my favorite one on. Steve Helms, the Texas legend. Steve Helms, welcome to the show. What the hell are you doing? I like the segues on this program. <laughs> Chad's ball sack and Steve Helms, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Uh, you got a vasectomy, didn't you? I did. See, you've already yeah. gone up in the opinion you of the were woke there. mob. You remember? <laughs> I did some of the cutting. <laughs> Just I cut did. them, Doc. I did have it. I needed it. Yeah. I don't want, don't want no more kids. You done had all them kids. Now you're now you a grandpa. I'm a grandpa. Yeah. Isn't it weird, though, when you look at your son, uh, who uh, who didn't ask to be brought into this, so I won't say his name, <laughs> but your adult son who has two children himself, like, you look at your son and go, God, my kid's way more responsible than I ever was. Oh, I promise. Right? Oh, it's, there's nothing more blessed than knowing that you didn't screw your kids up too bad. Dude, I got great kids. You know this, and yes. I'm a shit show. Yeah, I thank the Lord every day that I didn't screw my kids up too bad. <laughs> All right, where are we going this week? We're going to Fort Smith, Arkansas. We are at Fort Smith on Saturday, Yeah, uh, the Majestic Theater. Still some tickets left on that thing. I think its show is sold pretty good. Fort Smith's not a big area. Well, they don't know who we are. That's why we're selling a lot of tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been there before. <laughs> oh, I think we've right. been yeah, yeah. that place. <laughs> Uh, and and you never know because Jesse Payton opened for us at that show, and right. God knows who all he scared off. Oh, my God. 
But that's a big that if I remember this the right place, that's a giant auditorium. Right. And even when you got a good crowd, it's still you're still just a giant auditorium. I, I now that you say that I remember the place now. It was yeah. like real new and clean and yeah. Beautiful place. It's a beautiful place. We went we took dirt roads to get to it. We did. But Where uh, did we come from that? Was it Mississippi? We had been in we had been in Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, that's right. We had been in Memphis. We need and to go back there. Then we did El Dorado, Arkansas. Right. And then we went yep. to Fort Smith. There so Saturday go. night. And then next week I'm excited about, too, because we're going down to Kima, Texas, Jackie's Brick House. And uh, I've played shows there. We've played a show there together mm-hmm. uh, with Cooper no. Wade. Yeah, we? with Cooper Wade. Well, Weren't I, you with me one time? Maybe I was. Any maybe. show with Cooper, though, I try to block. <laughs> try try then, to block it out of my mind. Then we're going to, um, we're going to Goliad. Texas, right. uh, Schroeder Hall. That's a big place. I've never been big there. Big dance hall. It's good never stuff. Been there. I think Ben's been there with Cal Park. Yeah, but we're I've bouncing never been off there. some pretty historic dance halls yeah, in Texas. Awesome. This is kind of a bucket list for me, some stuff that I haven't done in prior years. And I told my booking agent, I said, let's go find some of these places that like all these Texas artists play. And you guys have played most of them. I, I just right. never have, you know. I, anyway. I've never done Schroeder Hall, though. That, that'll be fun. Yeah. We need to sell some tickets. We do that at Watch chad.com and hey by the way if you're looking for uh live music and you need a, you need somebody to come play and sing and stuff like that call steve helms steve helms band. i mean come on i mean steve helms is available to come out there and i mean listen i learned a long time ago i'm mediocre at most things uh so if i just put like if i wanted to do music and then i was like oh let me put good musicians around me and i could just stand on stage and fake it so that's what kind of what we do but you're actually good. You got you've been playing music for fifty years. I've been playing a long time. I so, think I've owned the the first original guitar. I, I played on the first original guitar. Really? Yeah. The very first one that <laughs> the, King David made in yeah, the Old Testament. That one. That's the I, Psalmist of the I Lord. I had an audition on that guitar. <laughs> he was a sitar player. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but Steve Helms Band. Uh, you get you get him to come do your backyard party or your private event or your corporate event or whatever live shows and. What is it? Randy Brown says goat milkins and county fairs. <laughs> goat milkins and county fairs. <laughs> Dog dippings. We played a lot of that. You know, you never know. You'd be you'd be on the third song of the set, and all of a sudden they turn a a sheep loose. It's got a kid on the back of it, out of the chute. You know, <laughs> suddenly you're in a mutton bust. Just keep playing. Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop playing. Don't look over there. Uh, but there's a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, my schedule, if you go to the tour schedule on watchchad.com, has got a bunch of stuff. I'm going out doing some comedy shows as well. And we try to mix the comedy in when we do the music as well. But I like it. I think, you know, people are surprised. This is going to be a historic event for us in Arkansas because we, we're actually bringing our buddy with us to play drums. We, yes, we're going to have a real musician on stage. <laughs> yeah. we've, never, uh, we've never used percussion. So I we'll see how this goes. Yeah. I mean... We beat on a lot of things, but <laughs> never in time, you know. That's right. If you beat on more things, it would equal less abortions. That's what I'm. I'm just gonna leave it there to bring, to bring that full circle. Um, wow, what a Wednesday! What a Wednesday! Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do that. And uh, you're at Steve Helms Band. Yes, social media is at Steve Helms Band on on Instagram, Instagram, and all that. Twitter, Twitter, all that. Yeah, everything yeah. is Steve Helms Band. So if you want a musician that's awake, not woke, uh, it won't eat all of your food. Typically, I'll like you try. can cut him a check, feed him, not barbecue, preferably. We get a, we get, we get much on of so that. much barbecue. God, a lot of barbecue, uh, and give him booze. You give him enough booze, and he'll eat the barbecue. 
I, yeah, I will do that. So, I will, I'll, I mean, you got to sacrifice to, you know, I mean, it's like a good we, Perfect deal. We went to meet church. We went to Matt Pittman's lake house on Cedar Creek Lake, partied with them all night, played music for several hours, and then passed out in his guest bedroom. Uh, there was Not six, together. There, there, was, there was two, four, five of us. No, there were seven of us all in that. Because there was that other couple yeah. we don't even know. He had like a three or four bedroom yeah. His side thing. I slept alone yeah. on a couch, just to be clear on that. All right. You had biscuit. I had the dog. Yeah. Which I have to usually fight you and your wife to to keep possession of my dog. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's gonna be good. We're taking the bus. I think we're taking Willie Nelson's bus. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I uh, found out that today. For those of you who don't know, we got Willie's old bus that uh, that's had so many so many drugs on it that the police pulled us over and the drug dog climbed on board and just sat down and whimpered. <laughs> Didn't even look for anything. Overwhelmed. Just like yeah. just like I don't know where to start. It's like it's like if a dog could speak, it would have just looked at the bus and said yes. <laughs> 100 percent it is cool riding around in that bus though. well it gets a lot of attention yeah because it's got the paintings on the side and i mean it's yep. it's a cool bus so anyway fort smith arkansas saturday night watch chad.com get some tickets come hang out with us and we're bouncing around texas and other parts of the country come hang minutemen coffee i love them uh they got an incredible stance that's unapologetic they love this country proud to be one of the fastest growing coffee coffee companies in the nation the economy sucks everything's going through the roof in prices but i talked to the guys at minuteman coffee and uh they said we're not raising prices not not a single cent for a full pound of their amazing single roast you know blended coffee and that's crazy right they could do it they could justify doing it but they haven't done it in fact they partnered to go a step further with shared life Share Life Vacations to offer you a three-month prepaid coffee subscription with free shipping for only 95 bucks. That's a tank of gas. Uh, you get two full pounds of amazing coffee delivered to your door for three months, and Minutemen Coffee is going to send you a $100 hotel voucher that's good at over 700,000 locations worldwide. No strings attached. 95 bucks, three months of coffee, 100 bucks towards a hotel room. You can't beat it. I need you to go to MinutemenCoffee.com, get your order today. You can even use code CHAD, I spell it Chad, for 15% off your first order. And you can sign up for that three-month subscription, get 100 bucks towards a hotel stay. Go to MinutemenCoffee.com. Be right back That is what the military is trying to recruit. The woke people right there that are grooming children. I, I don't know if that was a dude or a great rack, if that's a dude, I'll just say. But <laughs> that aside, with your hoisting a little kid around and all this kind of stuff, I don't know if that's a dude or a chick or whatever. Either way, it's inappropriate and you guys know it. Watch your kids, Steve. Watch your grandkids. Isn't it funny, yeah. though? You go on Twitter and you talk about conservative values and stuff like that, how many people bust our balls, people we've known for years. Oh, yeah. And it's like, guys, this is what we're calling out. Right. I mean, are you justifying otherwise? It's, right. Anyway, it's insane. I know. It's insane, dude. Uh, at Steve Helms Band, um, book him. Just, he ain't available on dates. He's doing stuff with me. That's a fact. <laughs> I, I don't know. Him. It's good to what they're paying. I need him, right? I'll cancel you. you pay, they pay you right. I'll let you go. <laughs> I'll let you go do it and be like, hey, bro, send me 50 bucks. <laughs> All right, watchchad.com is where the fun stuff is. Get some 
tour dates, merch. Don't forget, tomorrow night we're going to get off the rails. ton of stuff here that we didn't get to today, and I want to show you. Um, just thanks for letting me rant a little bit tonight. I appreciate you guys. And the fact pack, they sit in the live chat, they just say hey to each other for an hour. That's all they do. Hey, 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 and tag each other. I appreciate you guys. I really do. <laughs> Don't forget Power Hour, Studos America. Friday is going to be off the rails, no doubt about that. And you can sign up for an annual subscription of Blaze TV and even save money when you go to blazetv.com slash chad and use promo code chad. Do a little shopping at uh, chadonblaze.com. Tomorrow is Thursday. You know what that means. We'll see you then. Love you. God bless you. Bye.